Okay, everybody. Um, so this is the first of a first. Um, we're doing a, a Zoom meeting interview uh, with a great friend of mine, Pastor uh, Pastor Elvin White. You're going to see in just a moment. Uh, he's going to join us in just a second. This is my very first time that I've ever done this. Um, so I have got a phone going. I've got this going and trying to figure out, uh, making sure that I'm doing the right thing. So I uh, hope you're all being blessed and um, that you're all getting what you need during this quarantine time. We've been praying for you, believing God for you, and doing a lot of great things behind the scenes. So I thought it'd be kind of cool for us to have some interviews with other pastors and see what God is doing in their life as well. Um, like I said, in just a moment, uh, Pastor uh, Elvin White's going to join us all the way from Rockford, Illinois. So um, we're, we're excited about that. Um, one of the things that I wanted to do um, in having pastors come on, I've got a bunch of them already um, lined up uh, to do interviews with us. Um, is I wanted them to just really build our faith. I wanted them to uh, be able to help us to excel during, during this type of a, a season in our life. And so we, that's what we pray. The name of our church is called Faith Builders. So one of the things we want to do is make sure that we're building your faith so you can move mountains out of your life. In Jesus' name. All right, I think he's here. Let's see if I can do this, remember how to do it correctly. <clears throat> okay. There he is, Pastor Elvin. Yeah, he's going to make sure the audio is going here. I'm going to flip it over to the side screen here. There we go. Can you hear me now? Oh, I can hear you. Can you <laughs> hear me? Doing, I'm doing great. How are you? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. I see you're Looking in your good. Huh? I see you're in your house uh, and not at the church. I wonder why. <laughs> Man, thanks so much for joining us today, man. Um, you and I go way back, and I told the people that I wanted to be able to do an interview with you. Your camera, just so you know, is cutting you off right about here down. I don't know why. Is it? Okay, it's let's case. see if I do this. Bingo. Good that, man there. Right. Yes, there. We see it now. I was trying to, I was trying to, remember that guy from Home Improvement? I was yeah. trying to be like, <laughs> trying to be like. <laughs> He always had his face cut off. What was his name? Was it Norm? What was it? I don't know. You never saw him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never saw here, him. Here, <laughs> here. You just never saw his full face the whole time. Well, you're there, and uh, we see you, and we hear you loud and clear. Um, like I said, we go back a long ways, and I was telling the people before you came on that um, I wanted to bring some pastor friends of mine on just to give some insight as to what God's speaking to them um, during this season. I know that you have a tremendous church in, in Rockford, Illinois. Uh, like I said, we go way back. We go back yeah. to Rockford with you. Um, yeah. So when you were just a kid, and I was just a kid, actually. And, um, and then we, um, you were part of our ministry team for a long time in Beloit. And uh, God's given you a beautiful wife, and great, uh, great daughter, Rena, that's doing, she's just our own little entrepreneur doing her own thing. And yeah. so cool to see. And then God's given you and blessed you with the church. Um, real quick, give us a quick synopsis about the ministry there in, in Rockford. Yeah, you know what? We just started, um, we just uh, celebrated our nine-year anniversary. In fact, Pastor Pruitt, I was telling you, um, just uh, I think a couple of weeks ago we talked and, you know, we were supposed to have our nine-year church celebration on March 15th, but that was actually our last gathering together. And so we postponed it. So if you go to the church, everything is still ready for that celebration. So we, we started the church nine years ago and God just put that in our heart. 
where we just, the name of the church was Empowering Word Christian Center. And we just wanted to empower people with the word of God. And uh, um, your son, Pastor Nick, came up with the logo. That's right. Uh, so that's, that's the logo that we, it was, it was, you know, I remember, I remember the day you sent it over via email and boy, we knew, bam, that was the one. So, um, <laughs> so we just, you know, we, like you said, we have been in ministry under you guys, uh, my wife and I as youth pastors and, um, and we appreciate all of the training and the knowledge and the revelation and just so much that was given and passed on to us so that we could start the ministry here in Rockford, Illinois. And, um, you know, that's what we're here about. You know, we're, we're such a church that is not, um, we're, we're a church that really is about, you know, delivering the gospel of the kingdom with faith and, and with signs, wonders, and miracles and, and power and the authority of God, really teaching people about that. So, um, we're excited about what God is doing, and uh, we look forward to getting back into it. Yeah, for real. I, you know, I've been in your ministry, uh, the church, um, many times. You've had me back in the day where you're just getting started out, and you've had me back pretty much consecutively every year. It's always an honor to be with you guys and, and to see what the Lord's do, doing in your lives every single year, how the church is growing and, and uh, how people have taken to your leadership and not just the church, but also in the community. Uh, God has put positioned you in incredible uh, places within the community, even with the mayor and, and they have yeah. an input with the mayor, which is an incredible thing. It's not that we always agree, right? Pastor Alvin? No, no, we, we, you know, we don't agree. And he knows that because, right. you know, I, you know, we were, we're always in his meetings and things like that and, and everything, but we don't agree with everything, but we want him to know that we're partnering with him in prayer. We're trying to encourage him yeah. in faith. And so there's some things that obviously we don't agree with, but at the same time, when, when hell comes, we want him looking at us for, you know, to be able to manifest heaven. No doubt about it. Well put. And I think that's one thing that maybe our church members need to understand is that the political climate can sometimes get a little out of control. And um, <laughs> look, we're not trying to, we have our sides. We, we yeah. them very strongly, but we're people of the kingdom, which means we're positioned with people that we don't necessarily always agree with. Amen. And we Amen. have to be that voice um, in their, in their lives. Otherwise, otherwise we become, um, <clears throat> irrelevant and, and, and we're you not can't be effective you can't be effective at all you and can't. you are being effective um so we have a limited time i don't want to take a lot of time with these interviews you're the first one okay. um and uh that we're doing this is um uh, something that we're recording and uh, it'll be it'll be put on on, on my platforms uh, certainly able to keep it for yourself if you want we can send it to you too so you can have yeah it. yeah i want to put it out there i want to put it on the platform so yeah we've got stuff to say don't we we got yeah. things to talk about well, <clears throat> okay. So we're, we've been quarantined. We got this, this pandemic that's been happening. Um, God gave you a revelation. I talked about your revelation uh, several weeks ago uh, live and mm -hmm. um, about how the word Corona means crown. Take us from there and then, and then what the Lord showed you. And then, um, and then I want you to move into how you're dealing with it and how your church is dealing with it. Yeah, you know what? God woke me up one morning, it's a couple of weeks ago, and he said that the prayers of the faith people, and, and that was specific to me because there's a difference between those that are religious. They, they may be in church and they may be doing church, but there's really no faith in it. And, you know, in, in uh, 2 Timothy, it talks about in the last days, 
there'll be perilous times, 2 Timothy 3. And it says that there'll be those that have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. And so I knew what God was talking about. And he was talking about his people, his church. He said, the prayers of those people, those people in faith, he said, it's broken the crown of the coronavirus. Mm. And the thing about it is, is when you think about that, <clears throat> I later learned that that corona means crown. And, 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 and what it's tried to do is it's tried to take a position of authority. Right. It's tried to take a seat of authority. And it's, it's worship through fear the spirit of fear that's what gives it life that's what gives it strength that's what you know and and panic you know panic coming from the greek mythology figure pan and mm. he was the one that woke up in great panic because he was fearing for his life and and that's the story behind that and so that's where that word panic comes from and so with that said people it talks about in hebrews that people are tormented all their life out of fear of death People really don't fear the coronavirus. They fear death. They fear, they fear that they're going to die. And so God said that he, the crown of the coronavirus has been broken. And I remember waking up saying, uh, and he said, tell the world that. So I knew I had to go out on social media and tell that and really speak that. And so in that, um, I, I, I held out for one day because I was like, oh, Lord, I want to make sure this is you and I want to make sure I'm saying what you want to say. And I knew the Lord was saying, this is it. So I put it out there. And I think about a day after I put it out there, I learned that, that the testing for the coronavirus, they had come out with new testing where now they can do testing where it's five minutes and they, five, 15 minutes and they, they can know. And then also um, the drugs have come out, you know, they're, they're doing some drugs. And one of the things the Lord has had us pray is pray that the medicine works yeah. because that's the grace of God. It's the grace of God. Yes. And I've been seeing a, a political thing going on where some people don't even want the medicine to work. Right. It's like, why would you, who cares? People right. are dying. Let's believe and hope Amen. that the medicine works. Yes. And because not everybody's going to be able to believe and receive healing from God. That, right. Not everybody's at that place of faith. So you pray for the grace that the medicine works. Right. And, and, and now God can use that. So we've been praying that as well. Mm -hmm. So um, that's that's where this is. And, and it's been lifted up. The, the coronavirus has been lifted up. It's been exalted. It's been, you know, people fearing. And what we have to do is we have to lift up the name of Jesus. His name is above every single name. Coronavirus has a name. And one thing that people need to realize is that Jesus tested positive for the coronavirus on the cross over mm -hmm. 2000 years ago. He tested mm -hmm. positive for the coronavirus and he took it upon himself so that we would not have to test yeah, positive. Powerful. Um, uh, thank you for unpacking that because I, there's so much there. I know you could go in, uh, in so many different directions, but that's a powerful truth and revelation, um, Alvin. I think that one of the things that um, um, maybe because we know this broadcast will go not to every, everybody's going to be a Christian, right? That's going to listen to this broadcast. And so yeah. uh, you, you touched on a moment ago that God wants people healed. Yes. It doesn't matter if you serve his son or not. He is loving, he is kind, he is merciful, and he is Amen. gracious. And so you're saying the grace of God covers that. The mercy yeah. of God covers that through medicine, yeah. through medication. Through medicine. We're in the dispensation of grace. This is not God wanting to kill people. In fact, no. he says that he doesn't want anybody to perish. He's That's hoping it. that people live as long as they can until they hear the gospel Hallelujah. and respond to it. Yeah. And so that's what we got to be praying for. We got to be praying for 
you know, uh, people to respond to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, so what are you doing? What measures have you put in place? I'm, I, I'm, I'm pretty confident. We've talked already a little bit about it, but that you've, um, your church services are online yep. um, as all of us, we were all scrambling to do that. Thank yeah. God you had an online presence already. So yeah. you were building up an audience there. And so now your people would come, you know, live to see you minister or be part of the church function as it, as it were. Um, uh, they can just plug in online. Maybe they were used to it, but at least you had it. Same with yeah. us. Um, yeah. Now that we got set up um, before this all took place, but now <clears throat> all of our thinking as pastors has had to move toward uh, how to touch the people literally and yes. 100% online. Um, how's that changed your dynamic and what are you, what are you teaching the people in this season? Well, one, because you can't touch a person physically over communication, you can never do in this time. On, yeah. you, you just can't, you always have to be out there. That's, that's one thing that we're seeing is you have to have a social media presence you have to have that online presence. And uh, we're checking in with our leaders and, and our people and our leaders are checking in with our people. So we're trying to make sure that people know, hey, we're still here. We're the church. And just because we're not meeting in a building, we're still here. And so we have uh, one of the things that we've done is, is uh, we started our seven days of prayer and fasting. We do that on a quarterly basis. But we especially, we especially wanted to make sure that was designed for Holy Week as we're in Holy Week right now. And so we're doing prayer and fasting and we're doing some prayer calls via some conference calls. And we'll be doing that on Facebook Live and we're doing it on YouTube as well and uploading things. So we're definitely trying to make sure that we're staying in that presence, making sure that we're contacting people, uh, emailing a lot, making sure, because you can't do, you can't do too much. Um, here's why. Because people can turn on the news and get so much negative stuff that push them and grips them with fear, yeah. you have to keep pumping people with faith, pumping yeah. people with the word of God, pumping. Because, I mean, if people are home all day, that means they have either all day to hear the word of God and be pumped up in faith, or they have all day to be Come hearing on. about yeah. doom and gloom. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're projecting those, those numbers. Hundreds of thousands and millions of people going to die. Well, we cancel that and break that in the name of Jesus. That doesn't have to be the case. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the case. Come on. I understand people are doing, I, I praise God for medical people and scientists. Praise God. And we thank God they're doing the research and they have those things. But the projections, the predictions, uh, the, all of that stuff does not have to be truth. Amen. God's people can come in and take authority. That's one of the things I've been talking about. I'm in a series called Church. And Jesus said, listen, he asked the disciples, he said, who do men say that I am? And, and, and they said, well, you're this and that and this. And then he said, who do you say that I am? Because that's really what's key. And this time, it's not about what the preacher said and not about what your friend or your neighbor said. It's about what you believe in your heart. Mm -hmm. and, and Simon said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And that word Christ is the anointed one and his anointing. Yes. And the purpose of that is to remove <clears throat> burdens and destroy yokes. And he said, listen, Simon, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father in heaven, this is a revelation here. And he says, on this revelation, which is the rock, the word on that, that's what I'm going to build my church on. And so what we see is the church has gotten away from that revelation right. of the Christ 
Come on. That's the one that removes burdens and destroys yeah. yokes. Hallelujah. And the church can make people feel good with, with nice, feel-good messaging. That'll not remove burdens and destroy yokes. Right. And so he says, that's what I'm going to build my church on. And my church, since it's built on that, the anointing, the gates of hell will not prevail against. Come on. And it's not the gates of hell coming against the church. Mm -hmm. It's the church coming against the gates of hell. Right. We're supposed to be going into All darkness, things. pushing it back, yes. breaking. And so we've kind of been on the side where, you know, we haven't really done that. And I'm talking global body of Christ, you know, and uh, unlike, you know, churches like yourself, uh, faith builders and other churches that understand this, that understand this powerful revelation that we're supposed to be storming the gates of hell. Uh, he says, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. Another translation says, whatever you allow on earth, I'll allow it. Allow. Whatever you yes, don't sir. allow, I won't allow. So in other words, God, when you get this revelation, God is taking you back to Adam. Yeah. He gave Adam all authority. He gave all, Adam all authority. So nothing could happen in the earth without Adam's permission. Right. And so, you know, we, we say, you know, we say this, and it's true to some respect, you know, we say, oh, oh, God is in control. God is in control. Well, he put, if that was the case, he would have slapped that fruit out of Adam's hand and said, listen, <laughs> I told you not to eat that fruit. Right. He didn't do that. Adam right. had full control, mm -hmm. ate of that, bam. Now, all of a sudden, he gave the authority over to the enemy. Well, Jesus, through the cross, gave the authority back to the church. And so now, think about it. I said this to somebody. I said, listen, if you could imagine the whole body of Christ believing in the power of the Holy Ghost, taking its authority, Corona what? Yeah. Exactly. Corona what? See, that unity, right. there, the, the power of agreement is the greatest level of faith. Come it's on. the great, the power of agreement. And <clears throat> so we have to believe the same. And what I'm saying is, is uh, in the Tower of Babel, God came down and he said, listen, they are in total agreement. There's nothing they won't be able to do. Right, right. And when they were in the upper room, it said they were all in one accord. God, God, gave, them, God Go gave them that authority, you know, and yes. that's, that's been placed in man. God doesn't take it back. Mm -mm. It's always been there. He's given us the earth to have dominion authority. I think I like what you said. It's not that we're saying that God's not in control. Ultimately, we know God wrote the book. He's yeah. in control of how it's going to end. But yes. when it comes to our lives, come on now. how we're to rule in our own sphere of influence, yes. that's up to us. That's up, up to, to us. God. And he's given us that authority. And so yeah. he's trying to bring, what I see God doing is he's trying to bring the church to the place of maturity. Right. To where they understand their authority. That's it. That's it. With no maturity, no authority. Maturity brings about authority. Let me let me just tap into that just for another moment here. That's exactly what the Spirit of God's been speaking to me too, Owen. I, I mm. think honestly that this this could be, and I don't want to frighten anyone. Just hear us out. Yeah. This could be a dress rehearsal Glory. for something much greater coming. Yes. And so what, yes. what do you mean by dress rehearsal? Because we've got to be afraid of what's happening, happening next. No. So we're not afraid of what happens. Like, you know, there were 10 plagues in Egypt. And, and so the bottom line is one was worse than the next. You know, the last one was the worst of all. I guess my point would be is we don't know what's going to happen next. The right. judgments upon the world and not upon the people. Yes. Of God, the yes. dress rehearsal that I'm talking about is in prayer. 
like you said, being responsible. Could it be that God has us in a place where we can't depend upon our preacher like we were? We can't depend upon, you know, quote unquote, uh, leaning on somebody else physically like we would before. Yeah. We're, we're in our own homes. And now yep. we have to literally trust God for everything yep. that yep. we've been taught well, the word of God from the pastor, from the church members, all that. But that we're responsible to live all our lives before the Lord in um, a, a new degree of maturity, like you said, Amen. like never before. So we actually take our authority. We don't rest upon the laurels of somebody else. Yes. Amen. You know, I, um, I, I, this is what the Lord gave me at the end of 2019. I shared it with you at the end of 2019. He said, this is what's going to happen. I, I said it. He said, 2020 will be the year where the on fire Christian returns. Come on. And then he said, there's going to be a shaking where there's going to be a separation mm. between those that really want religion versus those that really want him. You're preaching now. He, he said there's going to be a shaking. I didn't, I didn't pass a prayer. I didn't know anything with it. And then this is what he told me to tell my church. He said, tell them to get a faith partner. Mm. He, yes. I, so then what he, this is what he took me back. He took me back when I was in your uh, youth ministry, Lateran. Oh, way back. Whoa, my goodness. He took me way back. He said, why did you grow? Why did you grow? He said, you grew because you wanted accountability. Mm. He said, you had, you know who they were, people all around you that were friends, that were encouraging you, reading scripture, praying. And you stayed close to those people. He said, you need to tell your church, get a faith partner, somebody that's going to hold them accountable to getting in the word of God. What are you praying about? Let's pray together. Let's get that. Let's get that. Somebody that's going to help you and you helping them. You're holding them accountable. Hey, let's, let's do this. And he told me that. And it was almost like somebody hit an emergency button. Get a faith partner. Get a faith partner. And, um, you know, pastors, we always have faith partners. We always have sure. pastors that we call and they kind of help us and, and everything. But our people, sometimes we just say, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, your wife and your spouse, a faith partner, praise God, that's wonderful. But somebody that's outside that, that really can, you know, help you. And so that's what he told me. So I didn't know all of this was going to go on. And then this has happened. But this is what I see. Um, I taught a series called 2020 Vision and Faith, and this is what the Lord says. He wants his people to see him. The key to faith is seeing him. Like, you have to see God in the good, bad, and ugly in your life. You have to see God in the past. Mm. So when I think about it, you know, my body had asthma. I was in and out of the hospital. I remember. But God was there. There was things going on, crazy stuff, but God was there. If the enemy can make you think that God wasn't there in your past, he will convince you that God is not with you right now and in your future. And that opens up the door to the spirit of fear. See? Yeah. And so you have to look at, you have to see God. You have to see that he's holy. He's love. He's spirit. And he's not a man. And, and, and whatever people did to you, that wasn't God. No. That, that was those people. But God was there. Well, how come he didn't stop that? He, how come he did People have that in their subconscious. They have, they're not consciously thinking of it, but they have that in their subconscious. They have that in their heart. And so that's what makes it trying to uh, be able to trust God today. It's like the children of Israel. If you look at a map, Egypt to Canaan, 
man, that's like a seven to 10 mile journey. Yeah. You know, the closest to anything is a straight line. But they went all the way down south, came around, did some circles, and then finally went up there. And you know what God said? He said, they could not see me. Mm. How is it? They went, into, they went into the wilderness and they said, oh, God has brought us out here to die. Really? He killed Egypt <laughs> on those 10 plagues, put up a wall of fire, part of the Red Sea, yeah. so that he can get you in the wilderness to die. Wow. And people think that. You know why? Because they could not see God in the slavery. Well, all right. Real quick. Um, we just have a few minutes left. Tell us a couple of principles or points to, that you can make to us for us to see God. Yeah. The first one is every point in your life, see God. In the hurt, whoever, see that God oh, was there. That's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, see yeah. God. Listen, yeah. listen, I have been open and, and, and to my church and I've been open and my life has been transparent. There, there's things that's happened to me. There's been some sexual abuse that's happened to me. God was right there. Yeah. He wasn't the one doing it. God was right there. Wow. See, uh, I was uh, my I was hospitalized. They thought you were there. Remember, you were there. I woke up. I saw Kid. you were there and uh, hospitalized. God was right there. Mm-hmm. So I look at those things and say, man, he was right there making sure I did not die. Mm. If that's the case, he's right here making sure that I. That's if that's the case, he's got he knows the thoughts that he thinks toward me. Yeah. Thoughts of peace and not to be able to get. To give me a future and a hope. So you have to see God. And I, I, I challenge people to see God in the worst happens in their life. Whatever was the worst, ugliest, can you see that God was right there? Yeah. And then once you see God, you'll be able to see yourself. You'll be able to see, okay, I am his child. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. <laughs> I don't have to do a bunch of good deeds to get his approval. He's already accepted me in the beloved. That means he's given me his authority, he's given me his grace. I can walk and talk like him. Wow, I don't think yeah. I've ever seen it that way before. Wow, yeah. wow, wow. The children of it, they couldn't see God in the slavery. They couldn't. They couldn't see right. that A, yes, we were enslaved, but God was there. He he was he was there. He was still there. He was still, his eyes were still there. And we know he was there because he sent Moses. You know, um, I want you to pray in just a moment for everybody watching, but interestingly enough, as you're saying that, um, I can't, I've been serving the Lord for many, many years, three, over three decades, you know, and, and uh, as you're saying that there was such an anointing on it that I literally started going back in time about the things I've been through. Mm. And I, I was, as you were saying it, not subconsciously, I was going, do I see you there, Lord? Do I see you there? Yeah, I do. I do see you there. I guess I never quite, you made a statement, and maybe I, I can't quite get it right, but you said something. If you don't see God in your or, past, how do you, you say it? How'd you, if people can't see God in their past, it's going to be tough for them to see him in their present. In the future. And in their future. So it, instantly there was an anointing elf, and I'm telling yeah. you, that went yeah. over me, that made me go back and go, were you there? Yeah, you were there. So it's so powerful because the, the revelation God's given you is if we don't see him there, then the trouble we're facing today, we probably are inclined not to see him at all. Yep. If we don't see him, then there's no hope. It, it's consciously we say, oh, God is there. But how can you really believe that God is there right now when your heart doesn't believe he was there? And that's, what, that's where faith, that's where the really the true essence of faith is. 
is where is where people struggle. They think that God had abandoned them some at some place in their life. And if there's a place where you think God was there, he turned his back on you, he abandoned you. Listen, God abandoned and turned his back on Christ on the cross so they would never abandon you. Abandon us. Man. Never leave us nor forsake us. Yes. Um, powerful, powerful, powerful. Maybe one of the most powerful things I've heard you say, and you said some pretty powerful things. Pretty because powerful. it's so simplistic, but so mm-hmm. needed. And it really I, I is simple. Really, so simple. It, what it you're is saying simple. is to exercise your thought saying, I got to see him. I need to see him. God, you were there. And it's like, and if I know you were there, then I know that what I'm going through is no big deal. That's what David was saying. Yes. Against Goliath. When he said he killed the lion and he killed the bear, he was saying, God helped me in that time. So why would he, why wouldn't he help me right now? Take a minute. Pray, please, right now. Thank you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord God, for your grace over your people and that you would help your people to see you in their deepest, darkest past, Mm -hmm. that you were there. Mm -hmm. You were there. Somehow you were there trying to help them. You were there protecting them. It could have been worse. They don't even know how worse it could have been, but you were there. Mm -hmm. And Lord God, as they see you in their past, They'll be able to see you today and they'll be able to see you in the future that you will never leave them or forsake them, that your hand of mercy is upon them, that no evil shall befall them and no plague shall come nigh their dwelling. They will not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of any type of destruction of noonday, the pestilence that walks in darkness that we cannot see. Lord God, they have a authority and wherever they go the virus has to back up because they have heaven living on the inside of them we live from the inside out and the power of jesus christ the same resurrection power that raised him from the dead lives on the inside of us in jesus name i thank you that just like john g lake when he touched the bubonic plague if the virus try to touch a person, it's got to die right, right immediately. Just like when Paul, he got his hand latched on by that viper That's and right. the poison couldn't even touch him. Lord God, I thank you that a thousand may fall at our side and 10,000 at our right hand, but it will not touch your people. The homes of your people are covered with the blood of Jesus. We exercise our authority and we say to the virus no more in Jesus' name. We declare that the medicine works. In the name of Jesus, I declare a turnaround where in the news, they're going to be saying all this medicine is working. This is working. People are getting on ventilators. People are getting out of the sick bed. They're recovering. They're recovering. They're recovering. Lord God, revival is breaking out in your people. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen and amen. Powerful. Look, that prayer, guys, that's a prophetic, not just a a prayer, but a prophetic declaration over you. That's Psalms 91. Uh, Prophetic declaration of this thing turning around. Prophetic declaration uh, that uh, it's coming to an end. This thing has has an expiration date. This is all by the Spirit of God. Pastor Elvin, thank you. 
so much for doing this. Um, uh, you I'm are, honored. I'm I'm thrilled that uh, I'm thank very thankful that you called. I'm like, man, this is so wonderful. You so got so much you. in you, man, and and um, I wanted the people to hear you. Um, we we talked about having you come in, and we will get through all this Corona stuff. You know, <laughs> you can come and bless our people anytime. Uh, real quick, before you get off, or just a little quick fire thing. Uh, what uh, what is your favorite food? Oh man, my favorite food is steak and shrimp that TGI's used to make and they had that Jack Daniel sauce. Oh, you ever have that? <laughs> Ooh, man, that stuff was fire. I bet, man. All right, who does most of the cooking in the house, you or your wife? <laughs> um, I think it's an even tie, but yeah. I do more of the in-depth stuff. In-depth stuff. The Montel, great stuff. Yeah. What's it called? Montel's uh, Montel's Bistro. Bistro. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> My wife thinks that she thinks I'm going to a restaurant. She thinks she's going to a restaurant. I made some spaghetti. Ooh, ooh, I made this fire spaghetti with Italian sausage oh, the Lord. other day. Uh-huh. We're, we're fasting, so we're doing the Daniel fast. So I'm going to Montel Bistro. I'm Bistro right now. <laughs> Your favorite team? Oh, the Chicago Football. Bears. Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. Yeah. I, did, I did that on purpose with all my Packers friends. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You people in Wisconsin, Chicago Bears. <laughs> Hey, we love you. Look, um, you know, we consider you, um, you and your wife, uh, like spiritual children. We consider uh, Christian Center, uh, one of our sister churches, because thank that's you. how connected we are in the spirit. And yeah. we thank God for you. By the way, I see, does your name, you have a name on yours? Does it say Alvin on your screen? Uh, yeah, like, it says Alvin. Yeah. What does mine say? Robin Pruitt? It says Robin Pruitt. Oh my goodness. I'm using my wife. <laughs> I am not Robin Pruitt. <laughs> but when, I I saw the thing, when I saw the thing come through, I thought, oh, she's just probably, you know, you know, taking care of it, you know. You know, you can't record on Zoom on your iPhone. And I do everything on my iPhone, so you can't use the record function. So, okay. so I'm using her on computer. I love you, sir. Oh, something limited on the yeah. iPhone. My daughter needs to hear that. She yeah, there, there actually are some limitations. <laughs> Can you that? <laughs> Everything else like magic, but yeah. Right, right. But uh, yeah, and using that, it's got one of those features where you can't quite use it completely. But um, I love you, man. Thank you so much love for joining us. Thank you so much. All right, pal. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.